Hello and welcome back to Night Parade, the show where we watch anime and talk about it for your entertainment. I'm Fat Man. I'm Fenris. And tonight, we're reviewing Perfect Blue. Okay, so, Perfect Blue. It's a little bit hard to explain, but it's about a pop star who decides that they don't want to do that anymore, and they want to be an actor, and they find... The path to actress is not as glamorous as she had thought. And a stalker who is not accepting her transition from pop star to actress. Roughly that. We're gonna get fucking weird today. Yes, Perfect Blue is trippy and amazing. Oh, where to fucking start on this one? Start at the director, because that explains half of the trippy crap that happens. <laughs> I am not really familiar with this director, so... I can elaborate. It is directed by Satoshi Kon, who is best known for his films Perfect Blue, Paranoia Agent, Paprika, Millennium Actress, and Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, I've seen and none of those. Except Perfect Blue. And the 1990s Stardust Crusaders JoJo's OVAs. Are you serious? Yes. He did those? Yes. Oh my god. But no, he's a brilliant artist who passed far too soon. Ah. What themes did you see in this? Ah, uh, reality versus fiction. Your image of someone versus, like, who they really are. Okay. Which is weird considering that we're just disembodied voices to your guys' ear holes. You're <laughs> not really hearing a person. Oh, wait, yeah, you are. But we're disembodied voices whom you only I'm know. I'm not people. <laughs> we're hardly people. Well, we are people, but... Look, ever, ever since the... The start of this film. They, they start off by showing some shots contrasting the the acting or the performing with the mundane or the, uh, the reality. Yeah, the reality of life. Like, before the big pops go to open up the movie, the first time we see the idol group is hurriedly getting dressed. And no one's exactly happy, because they're all being rushed and whatnot, and makeup and costumes. We see him go out on stage and start performing, interrupted by shots of our main character, Mima, shopping at the grocery store, or riding the train. Or, yeah, buying fish food, the everyday mundane life of a person but as the movie goes on as we'll talk about the cuts between reality and fiction get more and more blurred there are points where i absolutely cannot tell what's real in this movie i'm still trying to figure out what parts of it are real or not too it's a very complicated film it's scary it's Deep, sort of. Can I call it deep or is that? I think so, yeah. 
it's artsy enough to be considered deep. Yeah. <laughs> Con considering that this is his first ever film, it, it really doesn't show. Wow. It's first foray into directing. So, Mima goes on stage, performs, and we find out that this is her last performance as an idol. As she's going to go on to become an actor. Actress. Actress. Words. Yes. Well, well don't worry about it. The movie does stuff to you. It's not that it's difficult to follow, it's just when you start noticing stuff, you start to wonder if things happening in the movie have happened, right? Yeah. Like, earlier in the movie, there's this scene where a distressed Mima is going home from her shoot acting, and the train car passes by a building as she sees an image of herself in her reflection, dressed in her idol outfit. And it screams, I don't want to do this. It feels like one of the first times reality actually uh, breaks in the movie. First of many, many times. Though, the most striking thing about the movie is its color palette. It's largely reds and blues, but the reds in it, as you watch it, can be viewed as Mima's sanity, or lack thereof. Hmm. Ah, oh, shoot. I just oh. completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh, shoot. What was it? The other characters? No. The stalker? Not yet. The transitions between the scenes in it. Oh, sure. The transitions between scenes in this movie are so seamless, it's terrifying. Like, one moment a character in a scene could open a door, and it'd be someone else opening the door into the next scene. Or it could be like a zoomed-in sort of thing as they zoom out, and you see it's the TV drama she's on. It's layered, it's complex. If you haven't guessed yet, this is a psychological horror movie. Yes. It's terrifying, too. Like, it's I... like, oh. My mind is so boggled right now, I can't think. Oh, jeez. What do we do? I... My mind boggled, friend. Uh, there are some crazy twists in this movie. And... Yeah. Although there are hints towards the conclusion throughout the entire movie, they also drop some false hints, which yeah. throw you off the case and make the big surprises even more surprising. Indeed. And you could say that that is a cheap tactic, but I think it works really well in this movie. Yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Or the most memorable one? Probably the guy getting stabbed in the dick. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Just a yeah. Terrible fucking way to go. Yeah, a guy gets stabbed in the dick. We we're still partially not over that. But the real question is, who stabbed him? Oh yeah, because 
when we see the face of the perpetrator, it's our... Intrepid protagonist. Who may or may not be Mima. Yes. Because it fucking looks like her. But with all the other trippy bullshit in this movie, it might not be. <laughs> Reality is a fragile thing when you constantly have to maintain appearances as celebrities do. Especially idols, if you know much about the weird sort of relationship between an idol and her audience. <sighs> it's just... I don't know what the fuck and talk about this movie. It, It's great, but it's like a... Watch it, like, right? I can sit here and talk about this movie for a long while, but I can never describe with my words what this movie is like, because it's... you have to watch it to understand it. And even if you watch it, you will not understand it. Well, yeah, you, it's, you don't really understand it, because it's hard to understand something in such a brief runtime of an hour and a half, along with its trippy camera work, or... It's one of those things you need to watch repeatedly, and everyone who watches it has a different interpretation. Like, when I watched it, I kept seeing the recurrent colors, and I thought about what the colors mean as someone who has an interest in color theory and graphic design. I kept following the colors, and the most recurrent color is red, if you noticed, right, Batman? Yeah. It's red almost any time there's a high-stress situation or a reality break. Every well, time you think you've got a grasp on what is actually happening, something else happens and turns the narrative on its head. Indeed. Like, no person is going to look at this movie the same as another person. It's one of those things that is almost indescribable, but more like a you-have-to-watch-it sort of thing. I don't think I have much more to add to this Yeah, same. Uh, what do you think of it? I love this movie. I... It's... Uh, I, I just drawn into it when I watch it. You almost forget about your surroundings while watching it. Yeah. If you have the chance to watch this movie, just do it. Do so. Do, do yourself uh, a favor. It's a roller coaster through the human mind. Maybe more of a freight train with no brakes through a psychosis. It is a mindfuck disguised as an idle drama. Oh my god. I'm so done with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Perfect Blue was maybe a bad idea, but also a great one, right? It, it, it was definitely worth watching. It's one of my favorite movies after watching it.
There are many other far more articulate people on the internet who can explain why Perfect Blue is amazing. Like, Super Eyepatch will do that. Hmm. Like, he has a rather lengthy video on simply how damn creepy this movie is. Oh yeah, it's got that. But it won't give you night... Well... What out of ten? What do we rate this out of ten? I give Perfect Blue a ten out of ten. I also give it a ten out of ten for animation. Well, for everything. It's everything. It's amazing. Watch oh, shit. it. We didn't even, we didn't talk about the animation, the art style, the, the music. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the music in it is amazing, as is the voice work. Oh! I yeah. must, God fucking damn it. Well, let's just throw this in the middle. Okay. I don't know where, but we never really talked. It was hard to just the show when we wanted to discuss things about in, in and around the show yeah like not 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 the movie itself we want to discuss what happens around the movie like Satoshi Kon or the fact that the stalker in this movie the English voice actor of the stalker is the same voice as Gomamon from Digimon <laughs> I, I, it, he sounds like him, too. Uh, that is not the voice I was expecting to come out of that guy, but no. <laughs> I'll never it, be able to unhear that. No, anytime you watch Digimon, you're gonna think of a pop star stalker? Yep. Okay, I think that concludes it. All right. Next week, fully coolie. Next week, fully coolie. Leave your comments in the comment section below. In the doobly doo. Let us know what we can do better. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah. That was big oof.